Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. book of Acts chapter 5. Hallelujah. My storage is empty. I am available to you. Uh, Acts chapter 5. Verse verses One through ten. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property, referring back to what Barnabas had been referred to in verse 36 and 37 of chapter 4. Also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge He kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she replied. That is the price. Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the Spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and finding her dead carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard these events. I want to talk about actualizing victory over the devil. Actualizing victory over the devil. 
Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void, but it accomplishes all that you desire. Thank you for prospering your word and the things that you sent your word to. Lord, I'm available to you. My heart, my mind, my spirit, my mouth, my eyes, my faculties, use me to proclaim your word this day. Minister through to your people this day. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and we thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Actualizing victory over the devil or over Satan. Amen. It's good to see everyone this morning. Good morning to everybody. Thank God for this time to be in the Lord's presence this morning. Mm. This was a scripture that was supposed to have been read earlier, but I actually gave, sent Jonathan, uh, Minister McFadden, the wrong chapter, but that's okay. Go back and read, the, read through verse 16 uh, later on today. Uh, the Ananias and Sapphira situation, Ananias and Sapphira situation, cannot and should not be overlooked when it comes to the development of the church. It shows us how Satan was at work from the very beginning to frustrate the plans and purposes of God that he would accomplish through his church. The church is important. Satan knows that. When we say the church, we're talking about the body of believers, the body of Christ. For us, we are part of the body of Christ. Yeah, yeah. We are important in God's plan, in God's plans and God's purposes. So it's natural for us to, to look at the victory of God over evil However, we can't afford to overlook the fact that evil was at work influencing people who had pledged their allegiance to Christ and had become a part of the people of God. And this is what we see here. Ananias and Sapphira were part of the church, part of the body of Christ. But Satan was at work and they allowed him to influence them in what they did. When we look at spiritual warfare, uh, a lot of times we see it from the outside, from the way Satan is working in the world around us through evil people, evil regimes, evil decisions made by government officials that, that, that adversely hurt, adversely affect a lot of people. We see racism. We know it's evil. We see injustices. We know that it's evil. These types of things, uh, they're very evident to us. And as we read the scriptures, it's evident that there were evil intentions um, evil intentions identified in the scriptures through people that we read about. We look at the life of Christ and we see how the Jewish leaders fought against him uh, to crucify him. 
because they were they wanted to preserve they wanted to preserve their status with the Roman government. They wouldn't believe the scriptures. We see evil. We see evil. Uh, when we look at the beginnings of the church and we see the disciples whipped and thrown into prison simply for preaching about Jesus, we see, we see evil. We see evil. Uh, and we recognize, or we should recognize, who is behind these events, these actions, these activities. And we should see that that, that that some of these people, all of these people, well, most of these people, they had some type of belief in God. But Satan influenced them. He might have possessed them. Yeah. With Ananias and Sapphira, we see the warfare from within, okay? Not only from within the ecclesia, from within the, the gathered community, uh, but also we see the war within two of these people, two in the body of Christ, um, who had heard the gospel. Or if, they was, if they were part of the church, they were hearing the gospel. Uh, they saw the move of God, and they connected themselves with the church. But it did not exclude them from the Influences of Satan, influence of evil, it didn't exclude them. This passage highlights demonic influence, an influence that a lot of times we don't address a lot in the church today, that we need to address more. An influence is very real. Actually, you know, last week I passed by this and I preached something else. And the Holy Spirit said, go back to this. You can't overlook this. You can't overlook this incident in Scripture. You know, we live in America. You know, we attribute demonic possession to mental illness. And we medicate people to solve their issues when everything is not a chemical imbalance in the body. We don't like being told that we're demon-possessed or even influenced by the devil. We just don't like it. We're intelligent people. That's for those people in those countries that are ignorant and unintelligent. We are intelligent people. But we can't overlook this. We cannot overlook this. It's very evident here that that Satan was at work. Ananias, Peter said, Ananias, Ananias, how is it he didn't say that you had a mental illness that caused you to lie? He said, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you've lied to the Holy Spirit, and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, was it the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? 
You've not lied just to human beings. You lied to God. And about three hours later, his wife comes because they had conspired in this. His wife comes and, and Peter asks her to tell me, is this price, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door. and They will carry you out also. And she fell dead at the apostles' feet. Now, now, we don't see people dropping dead today for lying to the whole, not physically. What we fail to see is the spiritual death that takes place when we allow Satan to fill us, to influence us. It's an issue that, that, that the body of Christ has to deal with. Now, I've, I've skipped over some stuff that we need to understand because we, we are wowing at the fact that people drop dead because they lied to the Holy Ghost. But what's going on here? What, what, what's happening here? We know that, that, that this is the beginnings of the church, and we know that, 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 that people, were, people were selling things. They were making sure that, that, that everybody in the body was taken care of, that every need was met. So anybody who had anything... They weren't required to do this, but because they were a part of the common community, the body of Christ, this, 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 this new community of faith, they were making sure that, that, that all of the needs were supplied. So Barnabas sold a piece of property, and he brought it all, gave it, laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias saw what Barnabas did. It's dangerous to be a copycat. If the Holy Ghost didn't tell you to do it, don't copy. Amen. Don't be a copycat. No, no. You may not be able to do what I can do, and I may not be able to do what you can do, so it's best that you just do what you're going to do and be honest with the Lord. Don't be a copycat. Okay. Uh, so, Apparently, when you look at this, now, now, this is the importance, this is part of the importance of, of, of understanding the original terminologies, words in Scripture. They were not just selling the property, but they were pledging. Now, I'm not preaching this because I asked y'all to make pledges, okay? I'm preaching this because the Holy Ghost said preach it, all right? All right? And in my study, I came across this word, okay? So... They had pledged whatever they, whatever they would sell or whatever, they pledged the full proceeds to the community of faith, to the church. And we assume this because of the Greek word that's used here. It's, it's the verb, and I don't speak Greek, okay? So this is in English, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Nosphizomia, um, zome. Nosphizome, okay, is used to describe 
um, um, Ananias' actions in holding back part of the money, all right? The verb means to embezzle. We know what embezzle means. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't embezzle your own money, right? So apparently here, if this word is used here, there had been a pledge made, and once the pledge was made, it was taken that no longer does it belong to you. Did it belong to Ananias? It belonged to the community of faith. It belonged to God. And so Ananias and Sapphira conspired to keep back part of it. That conspiracy meant that they embezzled part of that money. Same word that was used in the Greek, in the Greek uh, uh, version of Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 26. You know the story of Achan? Yeah, Jericho, and they were supposed to destroy everything. Achan kept back part of it. He stole, he robbed, he embezzled what belonged to God because it was dedicated to the Lord. And now when they go up against Ai, the nation, the army is defeated. Joshua gets discouraged and God says, oh, why, why are you discouraged? You got to look among yourselves and see what's happened. And when they look among themselves, when you look, go back and read it, they found out that Achan had kept back part of it. And what happened to Achan? Achan and all of his family were killed. Now, we're amazed here in this chapter where we see two people who are part of the body of Christ who fell dead. And we begin to wonder why, you know, in this generation who, you know, we don't, we don't, we, God is a good God. You know, nothing ever happens to people who do wrong. And if, they, if something happens to people who do wrong, it must be something wrong with God. There's never anything wrong with us because God is not supposed to punish us for our sins. Kept back part of fell, fell dead, fell dead. Because, and this happened because they had embezzled what belonged to God. Yeah, kept keeping back part of what they had already dedicated to pledge something here in this that they had dedicated it to the Lord, and they conspired together. Now. Now, I mentioned this a few moments ago, but we have to remember that that this is the community that the Scripture says in chapter 4, verse 32, that was of one heart and mind. We see the essence of spiritual unity. Can somebody say unity? The spiritual unity lay behind they're not claiming their possessions as their own. They lay behind them sharing everything that they had. They, they were the community of the Holy Spirit. And in this community, they placed all of their trust. They found their identity and their security in this community of faith. But apparently with Ananias and Sapphira, <laughs> that wasn't so. Ananias had a divided heart. 
He had one foot in the church, as we would say. One foot in the community of faith and the other one still groping and uh, for a toehold. And this is from the commentary, and that's why I'm saying it like this. Groping for a toehold on the worldly security of earthly possessions. One foot in the church and one foot in the world. Not trusting, not trusting God wholly to supply all of his need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. To lie with regard to sharing was to belie the unity of the community, was to belie the spirit that would undergird the unity. We have to be careful to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And, you know, as I was, uh, I was sitting there in worship and just thinking about this and how when you get to this point and you think about them belying the unity of the Spirit, how crucial it is for us as believers to seek to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, and how easy it is when we step into the flesh to belie that unity or to cause something to happen to destroy that unity. And, and, and the Holy Spirit began to deal with me about how we have to be very, very careful at every point not to do stuff to destroy that unity. We're in the body of Christ. My wife and I was talking about something yesterday, and I think about it every once in a while, and I'll just talk about me. You know, I think about it every once in a while, but we were just talking about how crucial it is for us to be sensitive, I guess I'm getting part of my message to people and what's going on in people's lives. You know, sometimes in our community, we have a tendency to make fun of people. So I remember one day we had a cookout at the house and, 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 and I had on some short pants and short, short, short sleeve shirt and what have you. And, you know, I don't go around with my shirt off, so I'm not, I'm not the same color all over, okay? If you notice, you know, my upper arm is lighter than my lower arm. Okay, but, okay, but since I was diagnosed with cancer, and, people, and I don't talk about this, and I'm on medication that I take every day. The medication that I take every day has changed my complexion. And so somebody was there, and they made a joke of the fact that part of, that my legs were much lighter than than the rest of my body. I didn't comment. I didn't comment. But I thought about how insensitive we can be when we don't know a person's situation. And it's many times it's best not to say anything at all. And especially if you make a joke of it in front of other people. <laughs> yeah. People can be really insensitive. That's a part of destroying this unity. And we have to be really, really careful. I think about that every once in a while. You know, that person's no longer part of the ministry, but I noticed something. That person never had anything good to say about me. <laughs> Which is fine, you know. You know. I don't usually talk about that, but... I, <laughs> speak good of me, speak bad of me. I mean... 
my witnesses in heaven, my record is on high. But, but I think about the insensitivity and how we as parents have to, be, have to be careful that we make sure that our children learn to be sensitive to others. Yeah, anyway, that's just a side note. Side note. Because the, the unity, the unity of the body of Christ is crucial. And so what we see here in this text is that, that, that what, what, what was happening here that it says to lie with regard to sharing was to belie the unity of the community, to belie the spirit that undergirded the community. We cannot afford to allow Satan to influence us at any point to belie the unity of the community of faith. Well, Satan filled Ananias' heart. So when we do stuff to belie the unity, we have to ask ourselves, who's causing that? Now we sing victory. Victory, victory shall be mine. We sing about victory. But we need to actualize victory in our lives. We need, I need, you need to actualize this victory in our lives every day. Satan filled Ananias' heart just as he did Judas's heart. What did Judas do? Judas betrayed Jesus for money. For money. Yeah. So Peter reminded Ananias that, 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 that he was under no compulsion no compulsion to do what he did. He didn't have to sell the property at all. It was his. And even if he sold it, he could have kept it for himself. But because he dedicated it to the community of faith, once he had done that, it became a totally different matter. It no longer belonged to him. No longer belonged to him. It was dedicated to the Lord. In lying about the proceeds, he had broken a sacred trust. Ultimately, he didn't just lie to human beings. He lied to God. This is like, you know, we talked to, we've talked in the past about making vows. Vow to the Lord. You sing an old song out of I promised my Lord a long time ago that I would go with him all the way. That's a vow. What vows have we made to the Lord that we've gone back on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to note some things in this, in this passage, okay? As we look at this, we talk about actualizing victory. First thing, first thing we want to take note of, it's easy to compromise when you're not totally sold out to the Lord. It's easy to compromise when you're not completely and totally sold out to the Lord. It's easy to lie to the Holy Ghost or to lie to God. 
You say you're going to do one thing and you do another because you're not completely sold out to the Lord. Lord, I'm available to you. So my hands, where those words go? My mouth, my hands, my... <laughs> what y'all laughing about? Tell me. I gave you my voice to speak your word? To sing all the praises? To those who never heard? With my eyes, I see a need for more availability. Yeah. Anyway, so that means your hands, your eyes, your mouth, your feet. But see, listen, saints, God wants your heart. God wants your heart. We give him our hands. We give him our mind. We can do the work of ministry, but God wants your heart. He wants your will. He wants your mind. He wants your emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we said that Ananias and Sapphira, they had a, both of them had divided hearts. And a divided heart will make you compromise when you're not completely sold out. Yeah. And Jesus warned us about this. Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. You're going to be loyal to one and disloyal to the other. You can't be loyal to both of them at the same time. He was talking about God and money, but you can't be loyal to God and Satan at the same time. Satan is going to pull you in a different direction than Holy Spirit is pulling you. So you can't be loyal, and you, you can't say, we say straddle the fence, but you're really not straddle the fence because you're going to, either you sold out to God or you're not sold out to God because there's no halfway Christian. Amen. No halfway Christian. Yeah. And following Jesus, we can't play both sides of the coin. Can't straddle the fence. Excuse me. Jesus' teaching concerning discipleship rings true right here. He said to the rich young ruler, okay, sell all you have, excuse me, give it to the poor, then come and follow me. And he said, if anyone will follow me, if anyone will be my disciple, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. This is not a part-time occupation. No. A divided heart, divided will, mind, emotions. We get pulled to the other side because we have divided hearts. We leave the door open for Satan to enter. And Satan is always looking for that opening. He prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone that he might devour. And because <laughs> Satan is not doing this alone. He has many demons. Because remember, when he was kicked out of heaven, he took a third of the angels with him there in the earth realm. So it doesn't take him long to find an opening or find that person with an opening. Doesn't take him, doesn't take him long. Yeah. 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 So what should we do? We should make sure that every opening in our lives is closed off and sealed. 
Got to make sure. You got you to look at yourself. The Bible says judge yourself. Examine yourself. Yeah. Don't ever think that when I preach to you, I don't preach to myself. And I'm not looking at me and judging me and trying to make sure that I'm closing every, if there's any opening, I'm repenting and closing every opening. Got to close them. Sometimes, listen now, sometimes those openings are caused by generational things. You know, stuff that happened in our families generations ago that we have to discover, that we have to investigate, that we have to renounce, that we have to repent of. Oh, when you see yourself, and this is a good way to see a generational curse, when you see yourself acting like, I don't mean no harm, but let me just say it like this. If your mama was unsaved or your daddy was unsaved, or your grandmama was going to say, do you see patterns in your family? And you see yourself falling into that same pattern. That's a generational curse. That's a good way to identify it. Good way. You got you to repent of that. You cannot allow that, that to continue. You have to renounce that, and then you have to cut that off over your children. You got to plead the blood of Jesus and you got to repent. You got to plead the blood. Cut that off. This thing stops right here. A lot of generational stuff. And we, we see it, but we don't want to deal with it because it's okay. It's okay. You know, we become friendly with those spirits. That's, that's a sad thing. But, you know, the familiar spirits, yeah, we can, they can become so familiar to us that they are our friends. They, they live with us. They eat with us. They sleep with us. We have dreams with them. They're just real comfortable showing up anytime. And when they manifest themselves, Holy Spirit will put us in check, but because we're so friendly with those spirits, we don't pay attention to the Holy Spirit and we yield to that familiar spirit. Mm. Yeah. Generational, sometimes childhood occurrences uh, are something that we engage in in our ignorance with unspiritual friends. You've heard me talk about when I went to college, we were going to have a seance one night. You know, I grew up in the church, but the church I grew up in didn't talk about these types of things. So we were going to have a seance. And then when I found out that I had no business doing that, you know, I was repenting and renouncing. I don't know who we were, who we were going to call up. But we had gotten together, and we were going to call up somebody that was dead. We, we engage in stuff with people. We, we associate. We go out from home. We meet different people, and we see them doing things, and it seems like it's fun. Of course, again, we're in America. Now, I don't know. You know, I was trying to think of shows that, that, that's more current, but I couldn't think of anything. So I had to go back to Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> but, but, you know, 
Harry Potter and all of that witchcraft stuff and all of that demonic stuff that we that we that many of us and that they, they allow us to read in school, they, they give it to our children and, and, and we're reading it not not having sealed our minds and our spirits from this type of stuff, and we think it's fun. It's not real. Those things don't happen. That's just somebody's imagination. Oh, where did that imagination come from? Ananias, why did you allow Satan to fill your heart? How do we get away from the scripture? We can't get away from the scripture. The scripture's given to us so we know how to live, so we know how to deal with situations in life. We gotta shut those doors. We gotta seal up those doors. Whew. Seal up those doors. I mentioned, let me mention these other things, because you know, you got cultural experiences, you know, you know, whenever you watch, listen, stuff you watch on television, you gotta be careful with it. You know, your school takes your children on a trip to some cultural cultural event that that somebody brought from some some place that's 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 associated with demon worship or ancestral worship, and they they paint in your face. And I'm not I'm not speaking against painting faces, but but they're paint in these situations. They're painting your faces, and they're letting you go through these rituals. You know, and you see this if you watch the Travel Channel, you see this all the time when people go places, and they just think it's so much fun to participate in these rituals, not realizing the demonic connections. Lady came to preach here one day. She saw uh, the statue on my desk uh, as a lamp vase. You know, and she immediately said it was demonic. Oh, no, no, no. I don't buy demonic stuff. I knew what I was buying when I bought it. Mm-mm. No, I don't buy masks. I don't buy anything that's associated with, 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 with ancestral worship or animism or anything like that. But people today, because they're, they're so amazed by these things and they're not in the word. They're not in the word. But here we are in the church. Ananias and Sapphira were in the church. How is it that we come to the house of the Lord, we sit under the teaching of the word of the Lord, and we still allow Satan to fill our hearts? That's what happened with Ananias and Sapphira. And we have to ask ourselves the question when we see this happening. You know, we, 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 were, we, we, we don't participate in Halloween. But you find... Some parents still let their children go, but you're in the church that's teaching you that you should not be doing this. But because of the influence of society, now now you open your child up to demonic influence because you have not settled in your mind that this is correct. And it's, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing living in our society because in our society, everything is okay. It's fun. It's imaginative. You know, Santa Claus is fun. Santa Claus, you know, know, Santa Claus may not be the money, but he's a lie. And so it's difficult for parents and grandparents, you know, to say we're not doing it. But if you start doing it from the time that children are little, 
And this is like, 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 like uh, Joshua said, choose you who you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So, so as, as parents, you have to make a decision what's going to happen in your house because you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let, let me go on. The second thing we note from the, test, from the text, you have help in this struggle. As with any spiritual issue, God never leaves us to deal with the enemy alone. Okay? Even with Ananias and Sapphira, even with Ananias and Sapphira, they were not left to deal with satanic influences alone. Okay? They were a part of the body of Christ. All right? They were sitting under the preaching and the teaching of the word of God. They saw the miracles. They saw the signs. They saw the wonders. They saw the evidence of Holy Spirit among them. Holy Spirit was present. He was present. He was there to teach them. He was there to help them. He was there to guide them. He was there to give them wisdom, to give them knowledge, to give them discernment. But apparently they neglected him. Apparently there was something more important to them than surrendering to Holy Spirit. See, Holy Spirit convicts us. Holy Spirit warns us. Well before a thing, he does not come after the fact, okay, and tell us, well, you should have listened. I knew that was going to happen. Holy Spirit doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He is living the life of Christ in us. His job is to help us keep us holy, to help us help keep us right. His job is to help keep us in line with God and his will for our lives. He is not going to allow Satan to tempt us. And he's not going to allow us to fail or fall to the temptation and then tell us, you shouldn't have done that. He's not going to allow that. Holy Spirit is going to speak to you well beforehand. Don't do that. Don't go that way. Don't engage that conversation. Don't say that. It's going to warn us. 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 He, this is the Spirit of God, the God who is our shield. Psalm 18 and 30 says, He is a shield for all those who take refuge in Him. Isaiah, Isaiah 52 and 12, the second part says, The Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear God. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3 the, says, The Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. So Holy Spirit is not going to come after the fact. He's going to come before the fact. and He's going to guide you. He's going to teach you. He's going to warn you. He's going to speak to you. So they had help, but they didn't access the help. You want to actualize victory over Satan? You got to access your help. You got to access your help. Access your help. Got to access he lives in us as believers. Stop going past him. 
Stop overriding him. Stop disobeying. This brings us to my third point, and I'll be finished. We have to know what Peter exemplified. So Ananias and Sapphira come into the room, and they lie. Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and kept back heart, kept back for yourself some of the money you received? Ask the wife, is this the amount? Yes, this is the amount. But what do we see? What do we see? <laughs> Peter was sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to Holy Spirit. How did Peter know that they had lied? He didn't have somebody else running and telling him what was going on. Holy Spirit was speaking to Peter. Peter was immediately sensitive to Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is active. Holy Spirit is alive. Holy Spirit is working in, in, among God's people and in God's people. So what we have to do is we have to be sensitive. We have to be sensitive. If we're sensitive to him, we will sense when he's moving. If we're sensitive to him, we will know when it is him who is moving. We're sensitive. We'll know that it's him who's given direction. It's him who's given the unction. We've got to be sensitive to him. Not our own needs. Not our own desires. And this is the sticking point, saints. This is the sticking point. Because we have to learn to get beyond self. Got to learn to get beyond self. <laughs> Paul says, I keep under my body to bring it into subjection, lest after I preach to others, I myself become a castaway. Well, Paul, what are you talking about? Paul said, I don't let my body, my mind, my flesh just run rampant and do whatever my body, my mind, my flesh wants to do. I keep working with my body. Saints, we have to keep working with ourselves. You got to keep working with, there's not a day or time that you have to stop working with yourself to bring your body under subjection. You get stronger, but remember the flesh is like a starving dog. Once you start back feeding flesh, the flesh will gobble up everything it can gobble up. Now, 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 so, so we, 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 we have to work to bring the body with all of the bodily desires. And I'm not, I'm not talking about alcoholism, sex addiction. And I'm talking about gossiping. I'm talking about making fun of people, lying, cheating, whatever it is. You got to keep working with yourself to bring yourself under subjection because if, if you don't keep working with yourself, that's going to be a crack. And Satan doesn't need a whole door open. He just needs just, just, just a little bit to enter in. 
just a little bit, just a little bit. Got to keep working, got to keep working to bring the body with all the bodily desires under subjection to your spirit man and then to the Holy Spirit. You see now, uh, we are mind, body, and spirit. If Holy Spirit only dealt with your mind, your mind is going to raise all of these objections, objections. That's why, that's why the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations and arguments, and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So all this stuff that's in your mind that's going to cause you to argue, Holy Spirit is going to speak to your spirit. He's going to speak to your spirit, man, your spirit woman. He's going to speak to your spirit, spirit to spirit. And then your mind has to come in subjection to your spirit and your body. Your body got to, mm -mm, forgive me. Your, 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 your mind and body has to come in subjection to your spirit. Your spirit really should be leading you as he's guided by Holy Spirit. All of these arguments, y'all know about arguments. We know about arguments. Why do I have to do this? Why is that right? You know that old song? Some of y'all old enough. You know, I like to talk about the old song. If loving you is wrong. That's so, that's so worldly and so foolish and so ungodly. When you think you're in love, it can be a dangerous thing. If you're out of the will of God... The person you're in love with is not your husband or your wife or your intended to be. It can be a dangerous thing. And you may not sing the old song, but you'll sing the song. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Amen. You got to submit. <laughs> we got to submit. <laughs> yeah. So when the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit, He's gonna, he's gonna quicken you. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna make you sensitive, amen, to what he's saying. And, and when he does that and we're sensitive to him, we receive the message immediately. Then we gotta, we gotta hear him, and we got to obey him. We got to obey him. When we become sensitive to him, and we start listening. We start hearing. We get into this vein of obedience. We step out of disobedience and we walk in this vein of obedience and then we start experiencing victory. I mean, it becomes nothing that we just sing about, but it's actualized in our lives. Daily, we're experiencing victory over evil. Evil is present everywhere. Evil is present everywhere. It starts with us being sensitive. Being sensitive. Cultivate sensitivity to Holy Spirit. We, 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 we think that, that, that only, the, only the prophet, the, the preacher, the, the evangelist, the apostle has to be sensitive to Holy Spirit. No, every one of us, every believer, Ananias and Sapphira should have been sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Should have been. Should have been. And they had listened 
they would not have lied. They would not have allowed Satan to gain the victory. They would not have. If they just sensitive, heard him, obeyed him, and you know what? They would not have lost anything. One of our arguments is that if I do this, I'm going to lose something. That's one of the arguments that Satan raises in your mind. If I trust God, I'm going to lose something. If I bring the tithes, I look at my bills, I look at my money that's coming in, and I say, how can I? How can I? An argument. I got all these bills. How can I do this? And now this, this elevated, I got to do this. So I can't trust God in this. I got to trust my ability to work, to make it, to pay my bills. So I can have more. Sometimes I created my bills because I wanted more. I didn't, I didn't think modestly and live modestly. I'm going to stretch the scripture right here. As God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Because he dealt to you a measure of faith. So I live according to the measure of faith that he's given to me. And I, now we have to learn this. And I keep myself out of this situation. Or I look at my bills and I look at what's coming in and I trust God. And I bring the tithe into the storehouse. And I trust God to not, not just open the windows of heaven, but I trust God to supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And after a while, I begin to see the word is true. God is faithful. God is faithful. I break that hellish relationship. I stop saying, how am I going to make it without this ungodly relationship? And I trust God. And I begin to see God supplying my need. Who you needed was me all along. All along. And I begin to have peace. Ooh. Anybody like peace? Joy. Contentment. More confidence. Trust God. Trust God. Because now I'm sensitive to him. I want to obey him. I want to do what pleases him. I want to do what honors him. And now I begin to actualize victory. Too many of us come to church and never actualize victory in our lives. And I believe and I know that the Lord wants us to actualize victory in our lives. Follow Peter's example, not Ananias and Sapphira. We see Satan coming in, working to destroy the unity of the church. 
So we know Satan is active. We know he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone he made a vow. The word of God is true today as it was when it was written. We can't out-educate the devil. Education is no defense against the devil. Education, not secular education, spiritual education can be quite helpful when you're educated spiritually. But just because you have a degree does not mean that you are exempt from the influences of Satan. Because you came from a family that's, that's quote-unquote high society does not make you immune to the influences of Satan. Just because your family has money does not make you immune to the influences of Satan. Satan prowls around like a roaring lion. He's not concerned about your educational level. He's not concerned about the color of your, your ethnic background, the color of your skin. He's not concerned about the family you come from. He looks for whomever will give him the opportunity to enter in and devour him. Ananias and Sapphira gave him that opportunity. But Peter dealt with it immediately. Holy Spirit dealt with Ananias and fire. They dropped dead. Don't be dead men walking. How critical is this issue? How critical is your walk with the Lord? For some people, it's not critical. They give up God. The church is too restrictive. I didn't write the Bible. I didn't set a standard. The same standard that I read that's for you is for me. People just walk away. They give up on God. They set their own standard because the church, they say, is too judgmental, too critical. How are we, how are we, do you ever stop and think? How are we siding with some of the stuff that's going on in society? How are we as followers of Jesus siding with things that the Bible plainly says does not line up with God and his will? But do we know do we know the will of God? Do we know what the Bible says? How many of us, after a sermon is preached, go back and search the scriptures to see if what I told you was the truth? Or do you just either take it or do you just reject it without any research? Some things... Some things that when I say, and I, I be, you know, I like to, the Lord put the bit in my mouth and the bridle around my tongue. Because I don't want to be up here talking and just say stuff. But if something comes out of my mouth that wasn't in the message, I'll go back and I'll research it. 
because I want to make sure that I said what was right. If I didn't say what was right, I'll come back and apologize. Because I'm responsible for what I say to you, and I'm responsible for yourself. But I got to do the research, I gotta, and I got to obey. I got to obey what the Lord says. Sometimes there, there's some stuff I don't want to say, and the Holy Spirit says, you got to say that. It's not me. If I say, Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you. Now, I can't remember the rest of the song. I don't want to repeat it right now. But you know it. Today, God wants us to actualize. He doesn't want us to just talk about victory. Actualize means to realize victory. There's too much trouble in our homes. There's too much trouble in our lives. There's too much trouble that we're succumbing to in the body of Christ because we don't actualize victory. We don't actualize victory. We actually find ways, we look for ways around the scriptures to justify ourselves. If Ananias and Fire could have, they would have justified themselves. But the Lord didn't give them a chance. How quick is spiritual death? Because we don't see it, we may not recognize it. Until later on, you go back and you realize, I don't have the zeal I used to have. The fire is not burning like it used to burn. I can, I can take, I can take worship or leave it. It really doesn't matter. Let's stand. The Lord wants you to actualize victory over the enemy. Satan does not have the power to overcome us unless we allow him to. Ananias, why did you allow Satan to fill your heart? Why did you allow him? Sapphira, why did you conspire with your husband? Do you realize that she could have she said, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, I ain't going down that road. You know that song, I'll go if I have to go by myself. <laughs> if my mother don't go, father don't go. Mm. She didn't have to. She had the opportunity. You see that in the scripture? She had the opportunity to say, uh-uh, that's not the price we sold it for. My husband came up with this plot, and I am not a part of it. She went right along with it. And Satan, we see him, we see him invading the body of Christ at the very beginning. He's not stopped what he's doing. But we can actualize victory over Satan in our lives. We can. We can. Be sensitive to Holy Spirit. Shut every door that you can shut. 
Seal it. Uh, this door ain't coming open no more. Seal it. The blood of Jesus. Trust Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to him. Hear him. Obey him. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for showing us this example in scripture of how Satan filled the hearts of two people who are part of the body in the very beginning. We might justify and say, well, they must not have been saved. But you never said they weren't saved. They were part of the body. Satan filled their hearts to lie to you. To belie the unity of, of the spirit. To falsify the work of Holy Spirit in the community by lying to him by allowing Satan to fill their hearts. Forgive us, Lord, of times when our hearts have been divided. Forgive us, Lord, if anybody in here today, if anyone's heart is divided even today, but thank you for your word. Spoke to us, Lord. Help us to trust you. Help us to yield to you. Help us, help us to be sensitive to hear you to obey you so that we will be your people living in this world as shining lights so that your name is glorified and other, others come to know you even just by beholding you in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what this word has spoken into our lives today. It's in the mighty and miraculous name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. If there is anyone today, if you have listened to this message online and the Spirit of the Lord has touched your heart, the Lord is drawing you to Him. Or if you backslidden, you, you found yourself in a situation where your heart is divided, want to hold on to the world but you, you want to be a part of Christ but the spirit of the Lord has said you can't do both you got to make up your mind you got you got to make a decision once you make this decision you got to trust me you have to be sensitive to me you have to grow in me and be sensitive to me if the spirit of the Lord is dealing with you and you want to dedicate your life or rededicate your life to the Lord I want to lead you in a prayer of confession. And if you want to unite with the body of Christ, if you're led of the Spirit to unite with the body of Christ or reconnect with the body of Christ, we want to give it an opportunity to do so today. People are praying for you all over the building right now. As I lead you into in this prayer of confession, repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross to satisfy the righteous requirement of God's law so that I could be saved. 
Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I receive you. I receive you now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. If you've backslidden and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, the Bible teaches us that the Lord is married to the backslider. You want to rededicate your life. The Bible says if we confess our sins, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Prayer, simple prayer. Lord, I realize that I've fallen away from you. Forgive me for turning my back. Forgive me for walking away. Today, Lord, I rededicate my life to you. Please forgive me of my sins. Please cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Receive me, Lord, again in fellowship with you. Thank you, Lord, for hearing me. Thank you for receiving me. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com that's tabernacle of praise at msn.com give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you also we would like for you to sow into this ministry if you've been blessed by this work by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel and you would like to help further this cause we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.